Have you ever thought about creating a trust or a will in case of an untimely death? There is a huge difference in cost between the two. On this episode, you are going to learn about a more effective way to protect your assets if you're just getting started down your financial path. Good day and welcome to the Save Like Dave podcast, where we are on a mission to help you save and win with your money on almost any income level. Dave retired at 55, traveled the world, and lived abundantly, all while making well under $50,000 a year his entire career. Now it's your turn. Let's take your financial dreams to the next level. On today's episode, Dave is going to talk about two common pieces of financial advice that may or may not be the best thing for you. And so Dave, go ahead and take it away. Hi, friends. Thanks for joining us today. And today I'm going to talk, as Nate says, about two things that you probably should not do, which is contrary to most other times that I've shared advice. So let's get right into it. The first is the one I'm going to talk about is the target date retirement funds. Now, you may have heard of that, but if you aren't familiar with it, it is a mutual fund that is tied to your age. And most of these are sold, so to speak, to workers in a company. So say, for example, you work at your company a year and now you're able to start saving for retirement. And they'll offer you some mutual funds that you can have your money be directed into. And many, if not all companies will have as one of their funds, a target date retirement fund. And basically what it does is it adjusts how many of your assets are in more aggressive growth when you're younger. And then as you get older, it becomes more bond heavy, which is generally considered more conservative. So essentially, you invest in these target date retirement funds, and then they choose your asset allocation based on how close you are to retirement. That's exactly right. Yep. So, and, and actually, it's, it's a good product for the most part. But the reason why I brought it up today is it is good for most people. And I would say, especially if you're just getting started. So if you're in your 20s or 30s, and you really don't like dealing with finances, but the boss says, hey, why don't you sign up for retirement? You're eligible. And they offer a target date retirement fund. That probably is a good way for you to get started in the retirement business, so to speak. But what I want to talk to you about today is a reason why you shouldn't. The target date retirement funds are good for many people because basically you set it and forget it. If you don't care to learn even a little bit about financial planning, this would be a good start. However, depending on your situation, you may be needing to go a different way. And here's an example of that. If you are late getting into savings for retirement, and again, let's just say you're in your, instead of your 20s and 30s, you're in your 40s, 50s, or 60s. If you want to have some kind of a retirement that uh, you have more freedom to travel or enjoy life without watching every single penny, you are going to need to be more aggressive in where you put your money in mutual funds. So, you know, hopefully you will have a larger nest egg when you retire. Now, the downside is it's more aggressive and it could be more dangerous. If we have a huge market collapse, uh, there will be, uh, you'll be uh, challenged because you're not going to have as much money. That's why I always encourage you to start saving as soon as possible so you can ride out those savings 
or I should say those swings in your investments. So what I mean by that is when you become more of an aggressive person in the market, you're putting more money into the equity position versus the bond position. And all that means is you're giving money to a fund that invests in companies that are you know, growing. Yeah. So just so I understand you correctly, essentially what a target date fund does is it takes every single investor in the fund and says, hey, you are this type of person and we're going to invest you in this category. So essentially, in your example, a 2055 retirement fund for someone in the 20s probably makes sense for them in the 20s. But if someone's in their 50s and they're in a 20, I'm trying to think how I can give the example. Same thing. If they were in the 2055, uh huh, it, it wouldn't be good because they're not going to be working for 30 more years and it's going to be too conservative for them. Right, right. Yeah. So I guess my point is if you want to invest more aggressively, then maybe it makes sense. If you want to invest more conservatively, well, then you probably need to do a different fund. Right. So you need to think that through. You know, If you're not comfortable with funds, get advice from a financial planner. And because uh, it could affect the dollar amount at the end of your day when you're ready to start retirement. And if I could just recap, if you can start early, the earlier, the better. Target date funds are good because they are heavily weighted on equities, which means they're buying into companies and lesser weighted on what they would call bonds, which is uh, basically a company is saying, hey, give me some money so I can uh, build this building or, or build a uh, school. A bond is less volatile or more conservative. So that's good to have as you get older. So just a real simple example. If you're 30 years out, maybe you're going to have 70 to 80% of your fund in the stock market in equities. And as you may be five years out, maybe it's almost the opposite. You might have 60 to 70% in bonds and the smaller amount in equity funds. If you're late into the game, that's probably not going to be a good fund for you. You need to be more aggressive to try to build up your assets to a greater degree before you do actually retire. Got it. Okay, great. Well, let's talk about the second common piece of advice, and that is living trusts. You want to walk us through a little bit about what that is? Yep. Uh, It's kind of complicated, or it can be complicated. And I'll try to just give you an abbreviated version. This is, again, something you would definitely want to have help with in making your decision in many cases. Not all, but in many. So just one simple, simple example. There's a revocable living trust and an irrevocable living trust. And to put it in plain English, A revocable living trust means you, as the living person, can direct where you want your assets to go, but an irrevocable living trust means you write up the trust and you have no ability to change that trust. And you would say, well, she is. I wouldn't want that. But there actually is a a valid reason for having an irrevocable living trust. And that might be if you have a family member that's handicapped, that really needs a financial monthly benefit regardless of, you know, they can't make the decisions themselves. And so the irrevocable living trust can help them do that. That's a very simple breakdown of that. But what we're going to talk about is a living trust. And 
Depending on your age and your assets and your circumstances, it may not be necessary. And for the audience that I'm trying to reach, it's probably not what you need. So if you've heard somebody say, oh, you need to get a living trust. Well, unless you're you know, financially pretty strong and healthy, and I had been told if you have at least three quarters of a million dollars, then you should consider it. But if you don't have that, then all you need is a will. And here's the thing. If you're just starting out and have few assets, a common will will do everything you need just fine. It will direct your assets where you want them to go. And I will tell you that a will is extremely important. The other part about a will is your family. You basically write out a plan regarding family issues, say if both parents pass before the children are of age. So let's just say, unfortunately, if you were in a car accident or something serious like that, if you don't have a will, the state decides what is best for your heirs. Again, if you have children. Yeah, so essentially just about every single person, if you have any asset, you should have a will. Otherwise, the state can decide where your money goes if that untimely death comes. Right. Now, I'll give you one more quick example. I have a good friend who does not have a will or a trust, and he is, uh, well, he's 60-something. He is divorced. He has a couple kids, but the kids are all on their own, and he owns his house free and clear, and he has uh, actually a fair amount of assets, probably close to a million dollars. And I said, have you gotten your will? Do you have a trust? No. I don't want my kids or my family to have anything. And I said, well, okay, that's your choice. But do you realize that if you don't have that, the state's going to decide where your money goes? And he said, ah, I don't care. I'm going to spend it all before I die. Well, maybe that sounds like something he could do. But, you know, life happens and he may have a heart attack tomorrow. He may be in a car accident. And guess what? The state decides where his assets go. And he thinks even if he spends all his cash, like his mutual funds, his 401k, he still has a house, and that house is probably worth $400,000, $500,000. The state will decide, they will sell that house, and the state decides where that money goes. To me, that's not good. And I would rather, let's just say, if you don't want to give it to your family, give it to a charity. Give it to some place that could use it that will be a benefit instead of the state making that decision for you. Yeah. And I want to say there is a lot of great, I think even free resources online to create a will. So I think, you know, that'll be one of the action points for today is you can easily get that done probably in less than an hour. And really it just gives the control back to you to know you have the peace of mind if something goes wrong in your life that the people you love will be taken care of. That's right. So please don't make it any more complicated than it should be. The cost of a trust is between two and $8,000. The cost of a simple will that you can do online now is less than $100. And then you would need it notarized or looked over by an attorney. But still, it's very little money for something that's very, very important. So if you are married, or even if you're single and you have some assets, please create a will and do it soon. Don't do it later. Don't put it off. So here's three things I want to emphasize from today's talk. Target date funds are good, but other funds may be a better fit depending on your circumstances. So do your homework and make the decision that is right for you. Hopefully I touched on a couple things that made sense to you. If not, do your homework and find out what would be the best way for you to put your 
retirement assets. The second thing is trusts are important for some. Say if you have property in other states or someone in your family is disabled, but maybe a trust is not if you are young with few assets as an example. Lastly, if you have very little financially, you should just not need a trust, but please take an hour and make a will. Don't have the government decide where your assets will go if you die prematurely. So the last thing I'm going to share with you is, uh, I know I come across as a broken record sometimes, and this is an example of that, but please educate yourself on personal finance and then take action. As I've said before, unless you have a proverbial rich uncle, it's up to you to plan your life, financially speaking. If you plan now, you will be happier later when you retire. Yeah, I really liked the two things you mentioned today. And and I think what really hit on for me is bringing back control to your financial future. And that's, you know, know what you're investing in. Don't just pick a target date fund because that's what everyone says to do. You know, maybe it makes sense, maybe it doesn't. And then bring back the control with either a trust or a will. And, And for the vast majority of people listening to this podcast, the will makes sense and can be done quite affordably. And, and so it's definitely necessary. Yep. All right. So that concludes today's episode. On the next episode, Dave is going to ask you three questions to see if you are on track to retire comfortably, even if you began saving early. So stay tuned to that next episode. And we're going to ask you those three questions to see if you're on track to retire comfortably. We have an interesting quote to end with today. So go ahead, Dave, and take it away. Sure. I know I usually give you scripture, or most of the times I do, but uh, listen carefully to this quote. It's by Vince Lombardi, and he, if you don't know, was a very famous football coach for the Green Bay Packers, and I think this is worth putting up on your refrigerator. The man on top of the mountain didn't fall there. The man on top of the mountain didn't fall there.